Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and this is my vlog where I try to highlight my creative journey, but also kind of highlight the various things that I'm applying in my life and the things that I'm learning. And for this next week of content, I'm joined by my dear friend, Will Abels, who I've known since college, but I haven't seen since college. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It has been a while. So... Uh, I figured, I, like, I don't know how your week has been. May, hopefully it hasn't been like this, but um, I remember there's a great quote in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where early on a guy says to Indiana, uh, you lost today, kid, but that doesn't mean you have to like it. Hmm. And I think that summarizes my entire week. Okay. I don't know about for you. I mean, you know, what was your past week like? My week was good. I It was the longest I've gone without being on stage uh, since... January, so that was a little weird, but uh, I got to work on some cool shows, and yeah, it actually was a pretty good week. Yeah. <laughs> you were, okay, so for context, um, I should also provide that. You were you, you were traveling, so, um, yeah. so Will and I know each other from Emerson College. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated in 2010, you were 2011? 11, yeah. yeah. Um, and you're a comic, you live in New York, now you're exploring. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's not like, it's not like you weren't working necessarily, you were just Doing other stuff, correct? Yeah, so so I toured to get out here, uh, and that was really cool. And then I got here uh, to kind of just do some like PA work, some old production assistant work, uh, just to fund the rest of the tour that gets me back across the country. Uh, and I also haven't worked in TV in like three years, so just kind of, there's a massive gap in the resume, resume and you always have to have a plan B, you know, just in case. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, kind of the plan is to come out here and work a little bit, do some shows, just do some networking, and then kind of figure out, you know, do I go back to New York? Do I want to go to a new market? Like, what's the next step? Yeah. What? That's interesting. What markets are you kind of looking at? Like, I mean, you're looking at L.A., obviously. Mm-hmm. You know New York. But, like, I don't even know, like, is there a Chicago? What do you think about, like, Austin, Texas? Yeah. What, what, what else is there? Well, I wouldn't go. See, I, I, don't, I wouldn't go to Chicago because it wouldn't. It's too similar to New York in terms of weather and just the way the city Got is it. kind of structured. Uh, and they, it's a great scene, um, but I would have to kind of start from from the ground. Uh, you don't think like that sort of misery of just shit weather fuels the comedy ultimately? I don't know. I mean, not for me. Maybe some people <laughs> definitely. Fair enough. Uh, so I, you know, I, I went to uh, Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta was a really cool market, um, and it's also accessible, so you can, you know, the the airport goes everywhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but it, also, you can do other smaller cities around it and you can make a pretty decent living off of it. Uh, so Atlanta was appealing to me and I was also born there. Uh, I mm-hmm. wasn't raised there, but you know, you have your, you have your roots. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I looked what, at what, when did you move? Like you oh, were born like, there, but like literally I was like four. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I kind of remember the house, uh, but that's about, that's about it. Yeah. We, we moved really early. Uh, but you know, I, I looked at Houston, uh, you know, cause they have a scene that's kind of growing right now. So that'd be kind of cool to get in. Uh, cause they had, they used to have a massive scene, and then just it disappeared. They used to have, I think they told me like fourteen clubs or something, mm-hmm. and now they have one. So okay, is is opportunity purely like what you're sort of looking at? Because like I, I myself am actually I haven't really talked about it, but I'm considering moving not like in the next year or two, but maybe two three years to Austin, Texas. I don't okay. know why, but Austin, Texas is like calling yeah, yeah, my yeah. name. And um, but there's also like friendships and things that have to be considered. So like. Yeah. What factors determine for you? Is it just purely like where's the opportunity? No, not not necessarily. I mean, that's definitely a factor. Um, I think it's just there's a, a whole mess of things. I'm trying to just keep 
uh, all my options available. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, so Houston, there could be an opportunity to grow with the scene, but, you know, you don't really hear too many people, I think, uh, talking about, like, Houston scene right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, how long would that take for it to get to a certain point that it used to be at? And, it's and like, the club that they have is fantastic. They have a lot of great comics come through, and there's a lot of really funny comics coming out of there, but they're moving for a reason, I think, you know. Uh, so it's just... I, you know, if I like the place, that's got to be part of it. Yeah, you know, do yeah. I feel a certain way when I'm there? Uh, did I, you know, enjoy the people I talk to and things outside of just stand up are also being factored in, you know, because it'd be it. a whole life decision. It yeah, wouldn't just yeah. be a career decision. It'd be like my personal life would be uprooted from New York where I've been for eight years, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's why, like, I actually like want to look at myself as being able to be more mobile. Like the, the, the more I can compress my life the quicker I can just get up and go yeah. if I really wanted to. Yeah. Um, the, the other kind of factor, okay, so you talked about, you know, you're doing some PA work, and um, so this kind of ties into the theme of my week last week mm -hmm. in the sense that I essentially, like, you know, we all have our paying jobs and then, like, the stuff that we want to be doing that, you know, may pay some certain bills, but it's like, you know, we're still working towards. Right, and, right. Um, certainly, at least that's the case for me when I do, like, you know, even this stuff. Um so I call like the paying jobs my work work. Okay. And I always try to get my work work done so I can get to my work. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason, just work work was just insane last week. And I was okay. like, what the fuck? And just, you know, I thought like I'd be done with it. And then all of a sudden another thing would come down the pipeline. I'm like, what the fuck? It just wasn't it was just nonstop. Just nonstop. Yeah. And so, you know, from your perspective, like how do you you know, how do you cope with situations like that? Because I'm sure you know, you, you can feel free to throw out specifics if you want, but I feel like every one of us has gone through a situation like that. For me, work work is is comedy, is stand-up, because that's what I'm doing full-time. I still have to, you know, like I said, I had to come here and do some PA job, PA yeah. gigs, and I walk dogs back in New York during the day and, like, that kind of stuff. But my, my full-time job more so is managing myself to make sure that, like, I get to these uh, destinations and make the money and all that and all that good stuff. When Okay, so I'm curious, like, when did you know for yourself, like, when did that threshold happen? Because, like, obviously, like, for a lot of artists, that's the place they want to get to. Yeah. But, um... Uh, you know, it's kind of just, this is kind of the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'd spent a couple years just kind of uh, taking the financial hit, you know, like going to the markets and showcasing myself and then eventually getting to go back and uh, some places get to do the club, which pays which pays fine, and then get to do the headlining spots and all, and all that good stuff. Uh, but it took years uh, of just going there, showcasing yourself, knowing you're not going to really make any money, and just racking up that credit card debt, which is, ugh, so much fun. Isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, so I did that. And this, the last like two months have been kind of the, all right, cool, this, is, this paid off. But I just have to be on top of it, you know. So mm -hmm. I, every day I have to try and book a show. Like I'm trying to book all the way out through May right now. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult because, you know, when you contact a club, they might be interested in you. But they're being contacted by every comic in the, in the country. And even when they do want you to come, they're like, I, I have no idea. You have to reach out maybe six weeks out. And you're like, yeah. well, I need to know now. You know, yeah, yeah. so it's it's difficult. But you just have to stay on top of it constantly. And you really can't take a day off, even if it's just an hour. You still mm -hmm. have to have that time to sit down and like, all right, I got to follow up with this person, got to contact this person. But yeah, the last two months have really been where it was like, okay, 
it's starting to pay off and this is good. So do you, uh, so when you, uh, do you have stuff already lined up that you could talk about and share and like also just, you know, for the benefit of people, um, if they want to check it out, like what's the best place to kind of keep in touch? Is it just social media, Instagram, yeah, Twitter? Probably my Instagram right now. I'm working on a website again, like another thing where it's like, okay, so I said I was going to do a website three weeks ago and I still haven't had time to sit down and build the website or whatever, but Instagram at Will Abel's comedy, that's probably the best place. That's where I post uh, tour flyers and upcoming shows and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mostly what happens is someone, if I, if I book like a, like I'm going to headline in Asheville, North Carolina in April. Mm-hmm. And so then I look at that and that's a single date and I don't have, it's not a Friday, Saturday, it's just the Saturday. So then I try and build, uh, either in that scene if it's big enough or, uh, find neighboring cities that I can headline in. So from that, I built Charlotte. Uh, so I'm going to be in Charlotte on the April 10th, and then I'll be in Asheville on April 11th. And then I so is, it, is it purely like based on, let's uh, just for lack of a better term, like who will take you? Or are you like kind of strategic of like, I need to reach out to these towns because they have a comedy scene? It's a little of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it basically, if, uh, if that's the first, uh, that was the first show I booked in April, and that happened, I think, in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, I tried to build around that, you know? Yeah. So it was a little bit of, well, like, I think I reached out to Greenville, South Carolina, and they were like, no, nah, we don't want you. We don't want you. So I was like, all right, well, I'll go to Charlotte, mm-hmm. you know? And so a little bit of that still happens for sure. Uh, but it is, it's mostly geographic. <laughs> and how do you, like, also comedy-wise, uh, how does it work geographically? Because obviously, like, you know, uh, the politics change throughout the country. So, like, mm-hmm. do you alter it? Or do you also know, like, okay, my humor is such that this audience will just hate it. So I'm uh, not even going to go there. Well, I don't really do any political humor uh mm-hmm. so that's and that's something i've i've kind of learned just because i was doing the road where it was like all right, i want to try and make everyone laugh like of course i have my little things where you you know where i stand on certain issues or whatever it is but for the most part i'm pretty uh i wouldn't say clean but i'm pushing on the side like the closer to clean uh but there are definitely times like i was in uh west texas and i have a joke uh it's about working in the service industry but it also involves uh ice agents and uh basically i shoot the ice agents and i go on the run <laughs> and, and i was in west texas and i you know i talked to some locals uh and they were like yeah that joke definitely will not work there's i mean we're 10 miles from the <laughs> from, the, from border, the border and yeah. there's also uh government like there were like 15 government agencies in the town that i was in so for my final question knowing i say that knowing that there's probably going to be follow-up questions but um how do you essentially keep sane? Because, oh, I mean, yeah. like... <laughs> I, 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 have, I have some friends I know that'll watch this. They'll be like, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's also been part of the learning process the last two years, specifically last two years. Um, started exercising. I exercise a lot. Yeah. That, I was going to ask you, like, you know, yeah. I mean, you and I played soccer. I don't know if I, like, actually mentioned that at the top. You I played we were... soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I got cut from the team <laughs> and then managed because I was like, I don't have any other friends. <laughs> I... But I felt like you worked out with us, no? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I got to play with you guys I mean, to be fair, I was drunk, like, probably through all of college. So, yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. do I remember? Yeah, but you, you, you were on the team and I was adjacent to the team. <laughs> but, yes, that's how we met with soccer. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so, you, but you do work out. Yeah, so I started running. Uh, I didn't used to run a lot, and I got back into running uh, because well, on the road, I can't do too much. You know, if I have a hotel, maybe they'll have a gym, but for the most part, I'll, I'll run and do yoga. And then when I am in uh, New York or in L.A., I, I try and work out a lot, and that keeps yeah. me somewhat sane. Uh, I talk to friends when I'm driving. Like, I'll just call friends to catch up. Yeah, and I always do that. It's the best. Yeah. Now with Bluetooth, like, it's so easy. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, and then... Um, podcasts i listen to a lot of podcasts what's the top ones right now the dollop is my big one uh my brother got me into it 
and I'm obsessed. And it and I've this this I've never heard of that one. What, uh, oh, it's uh it's an American history podcast. Okay. Uh, and these two are just hysterical. And it's really okay. informative. Um and some of them like they'll talk about modern politics and it gets your blood just starts boiling. And the guy who's one of the interviewers is just he's so passionate. But uh they're about an hour and a half to two hours long, some of them. So for the drive, it's perfect. So for the drive, it's like, okay, so then I can stop for lunch. I can do this. And then it, it helps me break the day down, especially when I have, like, the longer drives. Because I drive myself everywhere, too. Mm-hmm. That's the big other part of touring is I'm not flying anywhere. Yeah. Otherwise, I would be in worse debt than I am. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that. I want to go back to this because, okay, so it, it, it's fascinating to me. Like, I, I forgot, like, it just completely skipped over my mind that, like, you didn't actually play play. And, like, I want to yeah. commend you for that in the sense, like, because you could have, like, ha- took your tail in between your legs and, like, said, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. But, like, you know, we all liked you enough. You were like, okay, what can I add to the team? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, you know, now now looking back on it, like, the friendships that you've formed just by that decision alone, like, I don't know. I, it, there's not really a question there other than the fact that I'm just kind of commending you for Oh, thank you. Having that wherewithal. I don't know if you thought about it consciously or not. Well, it was this thing where, you know, we were doing the tryout and kind of by the last day, I got that weird feeling in my stomach. You know, that like feeling where you're like something bad's about to happen and you can't put your finger on it. And like the tryout didn't go bad. I just was like, I don't think, I think they're going to cut me. And, you know, I didn't know anybody else in the city. We were all there like a week before the rest of the freshmen uh, and everyone else from school got there. And I'd gotten pretty close to you guys already. And... Uh, I think I was just sitting there and he was like, so we're not going to keep you on the team. And I was like, well, I want to be a part of this team. So I just was like, well, could I manage? Cause you know, coaching would be cool. And yeah. it was just kind of this, I was always sort of interested in coaching. And then I guess no one ever asked to like <laughs> manage the team. So they were like, uh, we got to make sure it's okay with the college. But yeah. And so then it just became creating a, a new opportunity for me. And it was it honestly wasn't the most fun because you know you wanted to be out there playing and stuff. Uh, but yeah, and I get at the same time, it, you know, most of those guys are still I'm still friends with them. Uh, one of them I basically lived with the last year and a half when I was in New York. So who's that? Robin. Oh, Robin Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Robin Lewis. Not yeah. That some of you guys may know. Probably most of you guys don't know, but very good guy. Great guy. Just talking to him earlier today. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I guess that kind of has uh, transitioned in other things in my life where it's like okay well that opportunity didn't happen the way i wanted to so let's try and create a new one for ourselves mm-hmm. yeah cool cool yeah no that's awesome and i i think obviously that's very applicable to things moving forward and especially like the, the way you're creating opportunity for yourself you know like um yeah uh, during one of the breaks i'll call it the one of the cuts you were telling me like a lot of comics are coming up to you yeah you're like well how do you how do you do x y and z and it's like you know i don't know you i, I think you you're carrying that mentality forward of fuck it, I just got to figure it out. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes it's nice to have someone guide you a little bit. Like, I have had certain people over the years that have pointed me in the right direction. Like, the first time I toured was with a comic named Alex Grubard, mm-hmm. and he kind of, he planted that seed of, one, just enjoying the road. But, you know, he gave me some advice where it was like, how do you get booked? And he's like, you got to ask. You yeah. know, it's like, sure, they won't answer you probably 99 times out of 100, but it's like any job, you wouldn't just, assume a job's going to reach out to you if they have no idea you're interested in the job you know yeah. so there have been some people that guide me but for the most part yeah it's just kind of figuring it out and now i've spent two years doing that i can finally go okay so i have all these pieces and i kind of know what to do and yeah let's do it awesome yeah. and do you nurture you like i imagine you nurture the relationships with 
the clubs that actually you know respond and so forth yeah and i try and you know i try and be as professional as i can and enjoy it and uh you know it's slowly building um starting to do more and more clubs which is great for the road uh i don't do any clubs back in new york but that's kind of my own that's a whole another that's a whole another thing i don't need to get <laughs> All into right, I, won't, I won't even ask yeah but uh yeah and i just try and and it's what i like about going to a new scene uh there's always like one comic that you really vibe with and that's usually the person that ends up helping present new opportunities to you and they're like hey you got to meet this guy or whatever it is yeah, yeah. no that's that's cool that um, there's people that actually collaborate cuz you know sometimes yeah. you think like oh it's a cutthroat type of just entertainment in general yeah, but, yeah yeah but i find like the most successful people don't view it that way it's like oh you should meet this cool you know person yeah uh, man and, woman whatever and you don't have to like you know you don't have to feel bad for not liking everyone cuz i mean it's just how this industry is in general but Comics, most of us suck, <laughs> you know, and it's... it's in, in the sense of quality of content or, like, as human beings? Mostly as human beings, I think. You know, most comics you talk to, you're like, man, this guy's terrible, but God, they're funny, <laughs> you know, and that's just how it is. So you can work together, but you don't have to be friends. And But, you know, you, yeah, you want to try and present opportunities and, you know, create a, a network for yourself of people you want to go back and see or you want to collaborate with or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts um, as we wrap up this episode? As we'll uh, call it this vlog. No, this was cool. This was fun. All right. Uh, yeah. it's one more time, uh, give them the good old Twitter, Instagram. Okay, so uh, Instagram, you can go to at Will Abel's Comedy. And that's A-B-E-L. Yes, that's uh, key. Very key. Very key. Uh, Twitter's at Will Abel's. I, I tweet sometimes, but I'm not the best. I'm not the best at Twitter. I tell too Twitter. many stories. Yeah, it's too long. Uh, and then uh, Facebook, uh, it's just Will Abel's Comedy again. Yeah. Right on. And I'm at Phil Svitek. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and I hope to see you next time. <laughs>